When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with purpose and passion. I'm your host and valedictorian, Eric Brotman, and in honor of Veterans Day, we have a phenomenal guest today, Dr. Ann James, the CEO of Financial Freedom Battle Buddies, uh, a, a military veteran and a financial coach who's going to talk a lot about military money, financial freedom, and all different kinds of freedom. Uh, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I, I am fantastic. I, I, I want you to know that I'm a fan of your show. I have listened to a number of episodes. I think you're making a difference in a really tough tough community where where there's, um, you know, you've referenced that better than 50% of military families are paycheck to paycheck, uh, which is an alarming thing. Um, and you have a definition of freedom, which I love, which I'm going to read because I, I, I want to not mess this up. Okay. Your definition of freedom is when you embrace the mindset of doing what you want, when you want, without ever worrying about money. I love that. That's it. Thank Where did you. that come That's from? It. Where did that come from? Well, it has definitely evolved over the years, right? You know, when you talk about financial freedom, I've come to learn that everybody has their own definition. Um, mm -hmm. My definition is going to be different from your definition. It's going to be different from the next person's definition. But for me, on my journey, it really boiled down to it starts with the mindset right? It's so much more than the numbers. You have to begin in your mind. And that's why, you know, it came to me when you embrace that mindset, when you let go of those past limited beliefs that or myths that you had around money and embrace that, then that truly is the beginning of your journey to do what you want to do when you want to do it. And you don't have to ever worry about money. Of course, there has to be a plan with it, um, and that's what I help others do is to create that plan for their definition of financial freedom. But that's really where it came from, embracing that mindset to live life to its fullest, like you said, to embrace my purpose, to embrace my passion and not have to worry about money. I think when people are worried about money, it's a little bit like oxygen. You know, when you have plenty of it, you don't think about it. And when you don't have plenty of it, it's all you think about. And so it's difficult to concentrate on your job or your family or your health or your own well-being or just about anything when you're saddled with real money fears, real money worries. And some of them, some of them, I think, are in our head. Some of them aren't legitimate. There's a, a certain fear because it's a language not all of us speak and personal financial literacy and the lack of education there is an issue. But some of it's very, very real. It, it really is figuring out which bill you're paying this month on time or not, uh, or are we going to get through all of them? Or does this mean I need to take a second job or a third job or any of those kinds of things? So talk a little bit about your background 
Um, and, and I know you're, you're a retired Air Force, and I am half an hour or so from the U.S. Naval Academy, so we're all Navy fans here, um, but we're all on the same team when it comes to the big game, right? So um, at any rate, tell me a little bit about your history and how, how you, number one, came to be involved with uh, and enlist in the military, and then how you got involved with, with finance. Yes, yes, I am definitely a proud Air Force veteran, so I'll forgive you for supporting the Navy, but <laughs> one team, one fight, it's all good. Uh-huh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, um, basically where it all began, you know, with me, I'm the youngest of three. Uh, my mother, I was, I was raised by a single mother for the majority of my life, um, so as far as the military, my one of my oldest brothers, he decided to go into the military, into the Air Force, and I went to visit him one summer, and I just liked what I saw. You know, I just liked the community. You know, the military bases are like their own little cities, and I loved that, and I knew that the military provided um, an opportunity for me to go to college. That was ultimately my goal, is to go to college, and I didn't want mm -hmm. to settle my mother you know, with debt, you know, she would have did whatever she could to provide for me, for me to go, but I didn't want to settle her, saddle her, I should say, with debt. So I decided to follow in my brother's footsteps and um, join the world greatest Air Force. And as you mentioned, as a um, E1 um, in the career field, what's called personnel. It's kind of like human resources, um, that type stuff. And besides college, I also wanted to travel, right? To get away from my mother, so to speak. I wanted my okay. freedom, right? Years ago, I wanted my freedom. So okay. that's where um, it really started. So I joined the um, Air Force and my very first duty station leaving um, California was in South Dakota. I didn't even know where South Dakota was, uh, to tell the <laughs> truth. I was like, what in the world? So to get out of South Dakota, I ended up volunteering to go anywhere in the world. I didn't care because, you know, at that time, it's just me. I was single. I can do whatever I want. And I was lucky to um, get um, stationed in Italy. Uh, wow. So, yes. You're talking about... Um, young and free, um, going overseas, leaving the United States for the first time. Um, and that's where my life really began. I found myself, um, I fell in lust. Um, I got pregnant and I ended up being a single mother. Um, so that's where it all kind of began for me and my love for finances in that once I became a single mother and on top of all of that, um, when my daughter was about three or four years old, I took her to the doctor. She was kind of delayed in some of the things, um, like walking and speaking, but really her speaking. And the doctor told me that my daughter was developmentally delayed, what mm. is now referred to as autism. Um, but at the time, I didn't know, what does that mean, right? Like, what does developmentally delayed mean? Does that mean she'll be quote unquote normal? Will she always right. live with me? You know, uh, those type things. And it was right then and there, I had an epiphany that and I remember like <laughs> I was driving home and I felt like my mother was in my ear telling me that, okay, you always have to be in a position to take care of yourself, not just yourself, but your child. And I knew that I wasn't in a position to take care of myself because I had debt, 
I had a car I couldn't drive, not, not alone afford, but I couldn't drive it because it was a stick shift, right? Who buys a car to get freaking drive? But <laughs> I did because my boyfriend at the time, you know, he drove it um, type of thing. But um, it was at that point that I had to get my life in order, right? My financial house had to be in order. I did not want my past financial mistakes to hinder my daughter's future. So that's okay. where the, the road to financial freedom or the, my financial journey, um, you know, began for me is based off of um, my daughter. But to fast forward, you know, um, after doing 21 years of service, in between that time, I commissioned and became an officer because um, I figured, hey, if I'm going to stay in for the long run, I might as well get paid. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I decided to commission um, and earn my um Commission from the University of Southern Mississippi, ROTC, um, and I became a finance officer, um, and I deployed to Iraq and did all of those things. But after 21 years of service, I was fortunate to graduate or retire, like you say, um, mm -hmm. from the world's greatest Air Force. So, yeah. That's, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's that's a that's a lot. Uh, first, first, I have to ask. I have to ask. Did you ever learn to drive manual transmission? I did. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, that's that's good. I had to. Um, and and your daughter is in her twenties now. Yes, Kayla is almost thirty years old. I know. 30, I, okay. I know. I don't look old enough to have no, thirty. No, no, your I sister did. for sure. <laughs> she um, she's almost thirty and. Yes, she still lives with me. Um, okay. So, yeah. Is yeah. she is she is she able to work? Is she healthy? Is she she's able not, to, she's to do? She's healthy. Um, she's um, but not able to work. She's incapable of self care. But you know, it could uh, definitely be worse. You know, with autism, there's a wide spe spectrum, right? And yeah, go from yeah. one end to the other. Um, so Kayla's about in the um, I would say the middle range, not truly high functioning, but she can do basic life skills, you know, on her own, but she, you know, oh. can't handle her mm -hmm. own finances. She can't cook for herself and those type things. So um, she's still with me. So yeah. Well, that's um, that's uh, obviously difficult uh, as a as a, a parent. Um, but it's also it also creates different financial uh, considerations. I mean, Absolutely. any type of any type of special needs or any type of, of situation where where care is going to be needed means you have to plan um, for I the event there where she outlives you. Because Absolutely. if you're her if you're her safety net and support network, um, making sure that there's planning done for her. And there are lots of families, of course, around the world uh, who are facing those kinds of those kinds of challenges. But it puts a different financial burden on you than just parenthood, which uh, I, as a proud dad myself, I can tell you even when when not saddled with those kinds of, of challenges, parenting is expensive. Parenting is expensive yeah. under the best circumstances. Um, so you, you mentioned that you fell in lust, and I'm not going to get ask for any details because this is a family show. But but, but have 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 you um, have you started? Uh, you know, have you uh, expanded your family at all over this period of time, or have you just said I'm I'm doing this myself? And and you and Kayla are a, a two person, an army of two. 
A great, great question. No, I have not expanded my family, but you know, I would be remiss to not mention my daughter's father is still in her life. You know, we didn't oh, work out as a couple, but she's a daddy's girl. Uh, so okay. I'm not doing it alone. You know, yeah, every okay. day to day, but he's a strong figure um, in her life. So I am definitely um, blessed um, with that. So besides other family members, but yeah, he's there. He's still here. So yeah. Well, very good. So, so let's talk about your your professional life, your your passion to help people with finance and financial freedom, which I think is very different than just financial literacy or even, you know, we use the word financial independence. We use financially set. I mean, we have all kinds of euphemisms for for we're OK. We can we can cover our nut. Right. What you, you define freedom. How do you help people see what their version of that's going to be? Because as you mentioned in the open, you, your version of that is different from, than mine and different than every, anyone you coach. Right, right. Well, basically how I help, you know, uh, individuals to see that is with this framework that I use for myself, you know, or journey on my journal journey is what's called a battle plan, right? B-A-T-T-L-E and the battle as you, anything about the military, we love acronyms. <laughs> okay. Right. So it's really, you know, a set of steps or strategies that if you follow those steps or strategies, that at the end of the day, you know, you will reach your definition of financial freedom because it worked for me. It's not rocket science. Um, it's just, you know, something that I came up with as I was going through my journey and be like, okay, how can I capture what I went through to help other individuals specifically, you know, more so, um, those that are, um, that have served in the military or those that are currently serving, how can, because I don't believe that the military does a good job for preparing us for when we transition out or while we're still okay. in, in regards to our finances. Right, because we're used to the security of being paid on the first and the fifteenth um, type of thing. So if you're not fortunate like me to retire and have a still have a paycheck every month, you know that's a big thing that you have to get used to. You use that sense of security. So in order to um, help, you know, um, you know, military family members, like I said, give their money, their marching marching orders. You know, I came okay. up with the battle plan. <laughs> All right, will, will you sh will you share it with us? Absolutely. What's the B? What's the B? Let's get let's get rolling. I'm, I'm taking notes here because I'm I might come away <laughs> with a different definition for myself in the next 15 minutes. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so the B, B, like I said, it goes it surrounds that mindset, but you really truly have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you can do this thing, right? You have to believe that. Oh. No matter how you grew up or you didn't talk about money in your household or you see your friends doing this or you see your friends doing that, you have to believe that financial freedom, debt freedom, whatever it is, can be yours. And if I, and I, that's what I like to say, if I can do it, like you said, as a mother of someone with special needs, surely anybody can do it. So you have okay. to truly believe in yourself that you can do it. So that's the B in battle. The A okay. is assess, assess your priorities. Okay. What's important to you? What, what is driving you to want to start this journey to financial freedom? My number one priority was my daughter. Like I told mm -hmm. you, I didn't want my past mistakes to hinder her future. So whatever I did 
I kept that in front of me to give me the motivation that I need on this journey because it's not going to happen overnight, right? Sure. You can get into debt quickly, but it takes a while sometimes to get out of debt. So you have to assess your priorities to help you determine what is going, what is driving you, your why. Because like I mentioned, it's so much more than the numbers. It's so much more than the numbers. So what's important to you? Assess your priorities. Okay. So um, the first T in battle is to track your numbers, right? So you have to know your starting point. So whether you're talking about your income, your expenses, how much is going out the door, your credit, what type of credit score do you have? Do you even know your net worth? Is it negative or positive? You know, yes, you can have a negative net worth, believe it or not. Uh, so it's just it's so true. important to track your numbers as your starting point. Okay, get your head out of the sand and determine this is where I'm at. This is where okay. I'm starting from. And then okay. that, by knowing where you're starting from, it helps you to determine where you want to go. So that's the first T, track your numbers. The second okay. T is a big one, is tackle your debt. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Um, I believe that, you know, some debt is necessary and other debt is unnecessary. Right. When I consider necessary debt, you know, a mortgage or, you know, student loans, some those things that makes your life better in the long run. But credit cards, even a car payment, you know, um, vacations. Those things are necessary, but it don't necessarily have to be on a credit card. You don't have to carry that around with you. That's what I can deem unnecessary debt. Um, so okay. tackle that. Pick a strategy. I help them to pick a strategy that works for them. There's so many different strategies with tackling debt, whether it's the debt snowball, whether it's the avalanche, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, but you have to pick a strategy that uh, works for you. The snowball method worked for me, but I know that that's not the case. Um, and, you know, finances are personal, right? So everybody Very. is different. That's why I emphasize your debt. Pick a strategy that works for you, not in, mm -hmm. but what works for you. So to okay. tackle um, your debt, because really debt, you can't be free if you're a slave to somebody else, you owe other people. Okay. And as I mentioned, when I began my journey, I went, you know, I had um, a car I couldn't afford. I had credit cards. Eventually I had, I had a house. I got so focused on my debt. I was able to pay off over $300,000 in debt in three years. Wow. By focus, by doing this program, by wow, following that's, these steps. That's significant. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot yeah. of money to pay off over 10 years, but over three, that's no joke. Hi. My name is Sara, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. 
It is, right? And it's a matter of focus. And I don't want individuals to think when they hear that, well, you're a doctor. Of course you can. No, that's not the case. I'm a doctor of education, not a medical doctor, <laughs> right? So let's put that out there. I started okay. out in the military as an E1. Yes, I may have graduated as an officer, but I started as an E1 and spent most of my time in the military and enlisted ranks. So the enlisted ranks makes less money than officers. So you can't use that as an excuse. Well, oh, Dr. Ann, you this, you that. No, uh-uh. And I'm a single mother. I have one income. I don't have a spouse, you know, that another income or whatever have you. Now I'm a business owner and that type of stuff, but it can be done. But once again, that tackling your debt, it goes back to believing yourself, that B, right? So that's the second to your battle. The L is once you tackle your debt, is to level up your savings and you're mm -hmm. giving right okay. um you have to you know pay yourself and uh to save for those things that you want in life you can travel if you want to travel you can travel if you want to start a business you can start a business if you want to give you know to um a charity of your choice that's up to you if you want to if tithing is important to you like it is me you can do that not to say you can't do tithing all along, don't get me wrong, you definitely should tithe, but that's my personal opinion. Um, mm -hmm. But to level up your savings and your giving, because once you free up the money for debt, you have all this extra money and you should once again, still have a plan for it. Everything revolves around a plan, you know? Okay. And so that's the L, level up your saving and level do, up do I get to guess what? Do I get to guess what the E is? I don't know. I've done no homework. Is it execute the plan? It is not execute the plan. It is not. Okay. So what's the E? <laughs> it's enjoy your journey. Oh, that my second guess. <laughs> well, that was so going to be my... say execute and enjoy. You can do both. Well, no, nah, nah, I like enjoy better. I prefer to enjoy <laughs> than to execute anyway. Yeah, it's enjoy the journey because... You know, when people think about getting their finances together, they think of deprivation, what they can't do. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to go mm -hmm. out. I'm not going to be able to go on vacation, that type of stuff. No, I'm not saying that. I still went on vacation when I was paying off debt. I had to because I love to travel, but I planned for it, right? I planned for it so that I had the money to pay for it. I didn't have to charge it on a credit card. Right. You right. want to enjoy your life in the process of this journey. And one of the great ways to do that is, you know, track your progress. I like looking at milestones, making visuals, right, to help you remember or keep those priorities that I mentioned in the beginning in front of you to just keep you motivated. But you have to enjoy the journey and not just the outcome. We get so focused on the outcome. The outcome. Oh, once I become debt-free, I'll do this. Or once I'll become debt-free, I'll do that. No, life is meant to be lived today. So you have to find ways to enjoy your life as you're on this journey um, to financial freedom. So there you have it with the B-A-T-T-L-E money battle plan to help you start your journey to financial freedom. I love it. I love everything about it, especially, especially the bookends. The believe is to me, um, none of this works without that. 
and having the confidence that you can do this. Um, and sometimes we get lulled into a false sense of security or a false sense of confidence. So yeah. clearly having belief in yourself without a plan is not going to work, but it is right. the most important. <laughs> it's the most important step. And then enjoy is my favorite, mostly because I like to enjoy everything if I can. I'm having fun with you today. Um, awesome. This is this is great. You, you talk about you talk about the self-talk. You talk about your why, which ultimately, you know, prioritization matters because we can do financially. Most people can do almost anything that's most important to them. They just can't do everything they feel like. That, that's so it. so. So having this um, this this uh, singular goal or this singular priority or or several of them, but knowing the order in which they arrive uh, does help with decision making. I would think. Now it absolutely when, does. When you when you work with specifically uh, military families, um, military families have some some different nuances financially than others. Starting with that security that's often there that then disappears, which you mentioned, but also uh, the transient nature of the work means that that sometimes you're you're living in different places. Maybe you don't have the same support network that you would if you were in your hometown where you grew up. Um, there are there are certainly um, sometimes limitations on how long you can be in a specific career because depending on your role, I would imagine there could be some significant physical um, uh, constraints and, and other things to consider when you're in a, an active role like that. What are the what are the things that make working with military families? Um, I think I know what makes it rewarding, but what makes it challenging? Wow, what makes it challenging? I think it goes back to, like you said, that all of those different moving pieces that you have to deal with, right? Um, whether it's the, the moving, what we call PCS, your permanent change of stations every two to three years, you never really are able to put down roots, so to speak, to make sure that you have that sense of belonging. Um, that can be really um, challenging. Also, a difficult thing is that that mindset, right? You have the security of the paycheck. That's a good and a bad thing, right? The bad thing is they think that, well, I get paid, you know, twice a month so I can afford it. You know, I, I want it now so I can afford The paycheck is always going to be there. So they don't worry about planning ahead a lot of times because they rely so much on the security of the paychecks that they're currently given. They tend to not live or see their stuff outside of the military. That's a big, you know, their identity is so tied to the military that they don't plan for the life outside of the military. So with that, I just try to remind them, if you're still serving, mind you, right? So if I'm talking about those clients that are still serving, hey, you're going to have to transition at some point. <laughs> you can't right. stay in the military forever. So you need to plan for that transition. There is life outside of the military. And the transition doesn't have to be a difficult transition. If you plan for it, you can have a successful transition. I know I did, but I planned for it. I knew I was ready to get out, <laughs> you know, or ready to retire type of things where some individuals aren't like that. And for those that have already made that transition, 
it's difficult because they lost that security, right? Um, mm-hmm. at, in regards to the income, maybe instead of twice a month, is you know once a month, and they lost a lot of the other benefits that we may have taken for granted while we still serve. For instance, while we were still serving the military, they provide you money for your housing, right? What's called a housing allowance. They provide you allowance for food, allowance for your uniform. You don't get all that stuff in the civilian sector, right? Your income is what it is. And also remember, a lot of times we're shopping on base, it's tax-free, right? It's those little things that we may have taken for granted while we were still in where it's no longer there. And let's not mention medical. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, waiting. Yeah, I was we- waiting because that's a big deal. <laughs> that's a big one. It's huge. Big deal. We can be seen at the VA, the Department of Veteran Affairs. Yeah, but if you're not retired like myself or have, you know, a medical or a service disabled rating where, you know, it's covered by the VA, that medical is priceless that the military mm-hmm. provides. And now that's gone for us that have already transitioned out. So that's why it's just so, those are to answer your question, some of the difficulties, but that's why it's so important to just have a plan, you know, to deal with those things. Not to say that they're insurmountable, you just got to plan for it. You got to plan for it. So yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. I've I've been talking with, with people for many, many years about this, but I think it's important not to look at whether it's military or an athletic career or any career as who you are. It's what you do. And it's a very, it's a very difficult thing because so many people, if, if someone walks up to you on the street or they're in an elevator with you and they're like, so, so tell me about you. The first thing we come up with is what we do for a living. I don't know why that is. And I think it's an intensely American thing. I don't think that happens everywhere. But in this country, we, we spend a lot of time thinking about who we are as what we do so that when we're not doing it anymore, we lose part of our identity. And so that transition you're talking about is it's not only challenging financially for all the reasons that, that you, you just laid out. Uh, it's also challenging intellectually, emotionally, socially, because that was part of who you are or who you thought you were. Um, and so you know, it's really important to to graduate, as we like to say, to graduate to something rather than purely retiring from something. It's having that next that's that next place to go. And that gets me excited every day. And it sounds like you're helping people with that transition and that it's it's really a two part conversation. And it's it's how do we help you get out of what you're in? And I don't mean debt. I mean, of, of a career move. How do you how do you exit the military? But also, how do you enter whatever the next chapter of your life is going to be. And that, of course, brings me to one of my favorite questions. And I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and just say, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, And I'll I'll preface this by saying I tell my 12-year-old daughter all the time not to grow up because it's a trap. So in so much as we're already up, what's what's the next chapter of your life look like? What do you want to be when you grow up? Wow, that is such a... Good and difficult question. Like you said, we're so tied to certain things, what we do. Um, I want to be the best who God made me to be. To 
fulfill my purpose by using my gifts to help others. I just want to be the best person who I was made to be so that on the final day, I'm looked at as a good and faithful servant. That that is a high bar to set for yourself. (laughs) And why not? That's why we're all here. We all have a purpose. It's just a matter of why, just like you said, walking in my purpose, you know, no matter of the outcome, it's not the income, it's the impact, right? And I'm learning that in my life because, up to, you know, up to a certain point, you know, you're a business owner and just a mom and all these things and it's all the income, the income. But no, it's when you get to a point in your life where it's no long, you're no longer worrying about money, it's a matter of what's the impact that I can have on somebody else. And uh, I just want to be walking in my purpose, whatever that is. What, I love you know, that you mentioned, I, I love that, that your L mentioned not just your own savings, but, but your giving and giving back, whether it's community, whether it's philanthropy, whether it's charity. And there's lots of ways to give. And, I, I, you know, we've, we've certainly had guests on and done shows about um, philanthropy. And by that, I don't mean, you know, naming buildings. I mean, at whatever level you are, um, donating time, talent, and treasury to make a difference to other people, I think is is clearly part of your calling, part of your why. And now it's also not only what you want to be when you grow up, but and I suspect it's what you are already. I'm in the process okay. <laughs> of becoming. Right. You know, we all are. We're not there. I think it's it's the journey, right? Okay. I, right. You know, yes, I. You know, I'm in the process. Yeah. So. So I need an extra credit assignment for our audience. And, you know, and creating a battle plan is is a darn good one. So I'm not letting you get off that easy. Um, what, what, what is a good extra credit assignment that one first step that folks can take right now for having spent half an hour with the two of us today? What's that one extra credit, go do this right now moment, that, that thing? Wow. I would say go look in in the mirror or wherever you're at, or you can write it down or whatever, and just say it out loud or tell yourself, I can do this. Love it. I love it. You can do this. Just make up your mind. You have, uh, you've been an inspiring guest. I knew you would be. Uh, if I ever get a chance to be on your show, I'll, I'll try and do you as as, uh, as solidly as you've done us today, because this has been great. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? How can people who want to know more about what you do and your business and how can folks find you? Yeah, they can um, reach out to me, visit my own website, um, www.dranjames.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Dr. Ann James. Um, that's Instagram, Dr. Ann James, <laughs> or Facebook, Dr. Ann James. <laughs> I, I'm noticing, I'm noticing a theme. <laughs> I'm noticing a theme. Dr. Ann James is everywhere. Yeah. 
<laughs> but that's really how you know you can reach out more so on Facebook than anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I, I have um, presence um, everywhere. But if you want to reach out and you know sign up for a free 15 minute money, what I call my money chat, you can do that via my um, you know my website. You know, no obligation, just to see if you know we're a good fit. Right, what I like to say to see where it can be battle buddies, financial freedom battle buddies, because I don't work with just any and everybody, you know, and everybody's not ready, you know, type of thing. So if you you believe in you, if you're ready, if you feel like you have a made up mind, definitely, you know, reach out to me and we can take it from there. I love it. And I hope people watching will do just that. Uh, and thank you. You've been a tremendous guest. I have enjoyed this and I have no doubt you're going to continue to make a big, big difference to families, to individuals and to, to the world. So thank you. Thank you for being a guest today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I'd like to thank all of you for watching today. We'd love to hear from you. So please send us a message or leave us comments at don'tretiregraduate.com or on social media or leave ratings and reviews on your favorite podcast platform. If you enjoy our show, share it with your friends and family so they can join you on your journey to financial freedom. We'll be back next week with another installment of Office Hours and in two weeks with another engaging guest. For now, this is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. Don't Retire, Graduate is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS or Kestra AS are not affiliated with Brotman Financial or any other entity discussed. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present if you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.